0: With Aaron Cow. I throw ball far. You
1: want good words, data languages.
0: Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40!
1: And now here's
0: the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. It's Wednesday, so uh, Big Elk football will be in the spotlight. It will not be uh, the head coach today, though. Uh, he had some other things he had to attend to. So defensive coordinator Johnny Easton will be in here to talk Canadian, talk Carl Albert, maybe even look a little bit ahead into the district race. All, and so he will be here about 9.45 so we'll have Coach Eastham in the house to be able to uh, to talk to him. So appreciate uh, him stop by college football. I know it's only two weeks, Jared, but I want to get I want you to give me something that you like that you've seen from OU and OSU, and maybe something that you haven't liked through two weeks for both schools. Is there something around the country that you're just shocked that has happened? And then what's maybe something that you're going to beat your chest out? puff your chest out a little bit going I told you so I told you that was going to happen with college football anyway uh your Rangers back from the dead tied at in the what, loss column at, at what, what cost at what cost well no. listen they've dealt with injury with injuries all year they're starting to get some of the field guys in the field back
2: mm-hmm.
0: but man there they are We'll take a look at the pennant chases, the wild card chases with two and a half weeks left. Brutal, brutal, brutal loss for the Elkets yesterday. Man. Man, that was just watching the watching, thinking, oh yeah, four nothing top of the sixth after Lou went deep. And all of a sudden, man, okay, what's Weatherford's schedule? Can man, if they if they trip up, could this be a district title? And then ouch. But not all is lost. We'll tell you why. Uh, look at the standings of four A one, two A one, and two A two, as well as the fast pitch regular season is coming down, I'm kind of winding down to the end here in the next couple of weeks as well, and also Thunder Arena talk. As the the plans were unveiled, the idea is out there. Now we'll uh, this this could be a pretty interesting discussion. With the voters of Oklahoma City between now and then. I have some numbers that I will tell everybody about that make me lean toward this is a no brainer on one side or the other. 225 9698 is the phone or the text line. 225 9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We'll talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225 9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to KADSAM.com or download the app. The app's got it all. I mean, everything. Radio Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News. Hit the website last night at midnight at thepennynews.com. You can check out Big Elk and Paragon TV as well through the app. You've got the Big Elks hosting Carl Albert. Merritt goes to Minko. And Hollis finally at home this week with Mountain View Goaty Bow. Tough task there number three team in class c for the hollis tigers can do all that through the app on paragon tv also skinny on sports podcast available anywhere i mean anywhere you find podcasts we're there as well jared how are you
2: good how are you doing
0: man i'm doing good went up to woodward last night watched a quarter and a couple of minutes of football it was an interesting thing um the woodward the, the eighth grade game went off as normal then the seventh grade game, it was only supposed to be a quarter because they didn't have enough guys, which was interesting because it looked like they had more guys than than we did. Mm-hmm. But whatever, I played. They called it the fifth quarter, and then they actually put five more minutes on the clock, so it was about a quarter and a half of uh, of junior high football. Um, Compton did not. I don't. I think he may have done something. It's almost impossible to do in a football field. He managed to not make contact with anybody the entire time.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs>
0: Nobody tell you what he did to have. He had a pick. Oh, good. He had an interception.
2: Did he get a turnover chain?
0: Um, no, there's no turnover, turnover chain Jared. It's 7th grade football. Hey, he got a he got an whatever. attaboy boy and a pat on the butt. <laughs> Maybe the helmet. Way to go. Here's
2: some ice cream on And the I helmet. heard
0: him yelling, "Let's go!" like they all do that there all of go. a sudden. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, an interception for young Wyatt. Awesome. And then he so the t- the the series before, Rosiah got an interception, and he's took her right to the house. And for a split second, I thought, "Oh my gosh, why it's not as fast as Rosiah. <laughs> thought <that> was- <laughs> The angle was closed a little quicker <laughs> down that near sideline. No, but it was, uh, he uh, he switched to safety
2: this week? Okay.
0: And man, as soon as they threw it, I was like, "He's got that one." You just see. Like read he, it. Yeah, he, he did. And he's yep. back in the car after it's like it over. He's like a center fielder. He's like, I knew it. I knew that, that guy was off. The, I knew one of them was coming to me. I knew. Yeah. Okay. Good That's job. cool. Way to go. So, yeah. Interception. Both Elk City teams win again. Seventh and eighth grade. Good stuff. That's great. Really good stuff by the junior Elks. So, what'd you do
2: last night? Uh, it was the first night in quite a while, I was actually at home all night. So, I just. Um, I was picking up the garage a little bit, picking up the house a little bit. Nothing major, nothing crazy. Allie made a great dinner because we were home and had time. She made some meatloaf and mashed potatoes and gravy. Meatloaf sounds really good. Just for the weather, she goes, "I think I want meatloaf." Said, "Loaf it up." You know what else
0: sounds good? Because you know we had chili the other night because it's a little bit cooler, Mm -hmm. maybe not quite chilly weather, but hey, close enough. You know what else is one of those good hearty meals that I like when it's cold? What's that? Chicken and dumplings.
2: Yes, that's good too.
0: I love chicken and yep. dumplings. Allie's
2: done that. She's a great cook. I'm very lucky. Yeah, made made a. I'm looking. I man, what is this Thanksgiving? Did you do something what, wrong? What is this Sunday after church? What did, is this? Did
0: you do something wrong?
2: If I did something wrong, I'm going to do a lot of wrong things to get good meals like that. Why I, Why would that give me a good meal if I did something no, wrong?
0: No, I'm just. It feels like you're doing some extra sucking up. At oh the no, moment. no,
2: I'm I'm very compliment. It was a great meal. Okay, maybe, maybe because like I said, it's been. Okay, forever since she cooked don't say that not that no 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 <laughs> forever since we've been it's home it's not gonna work <laughs> we played um we we were at softball fields thursday night of course we were in canadian friday yep. and plus katie had to play on friday because they didn't play on labor day because early games are on monday so they played so they weren't home Busy. for that saturday sunday at the fields all day it felt like and nine almost had league games monday night so tuesday night last night was our free night we have practice tonight league games thursday of course friday we're back at the football field so she took advantage of it very good she loves cooking and she's and i'm lucky to have a really good cook
0: yes you are for I, my wife so watching not I only married
2: a cook and then i got a wife out of the deal <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: you did something wrong <laughs> i don't know what it is but you did something wrong um so watching the junior high uh, football games, also had a, an eye down here with the Elcats and Weatherford. Coming into that game, Weatherford was undefeated in District Four A One. The Elcats, if you looked at the standings, I think it showed them actually third, just because of the amount of games played. But they were second with only two district losses, both of which are walk off losses: one to Woodward, one to Weatherford. And uh, man. There was just so many opportunities for Elk City to put that game away. They scored a run. I think it was the third inning, but still second and third, nobody out, one nothing, unable to push anything else across you know then you get to two nothing then Lou hits a home run to make a four nothing and the going into the sixth inning and I kind of put my phone away, thinking, you know I'll check it a little bit huh. And just a little bit I checked, and, and Harley Chisholm had hit a two-run home run for Weatherford in the sixth to pull back within a couple of runs. And then – or that may have been the fifth. It may it may have been the last three. I can't – well, will have to look at my phone. Anyway, and then – but Elk City has a 4-2 lead going into the final frame. And a two-run – you know, a, a walk, two-run double. Next thing you know, four-to-four four going to extra innings, and then a single and what has to have been an error in center field that allowed – Another, you know, both runs a score in the in the eighth inning, six four, and Weatherford comes away with a, another win. That golly, if you just kind of watch the game, the, the the way the game transpired, you feel like the Elcats should be the ones at the top of the district with a pair of wins over the Lady Eagles, instead of the way it is in real life, with Weatherford winning both of those games in dramatic comeback fashion. And so now the Elcats, going to have to scratch and claw as hard as they possibly can to be able to finish in second place, which, which would then, the reward would be hosting a regional tournament here in a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, it, and I always chalk those games up to you never know when you play a team that you're so familiar with and who's had success against you, so they never stop believing and, and you know that's a rivalry all those components throw in there and and but also you know i try to be more optimistic and that that's a it it, it sucks in a sense that it makes it that much harder you're gonna need some help to get the district title
0: oh that's over
2: right it unless something crazy happens or is that just locked up it's pretty well over
0: yeah uh by the way Madison went a long way. He said, "Dove for the ball in center field, trying to make a play. And then it got away, and that's oh, why they got all the way around. So yeah. it wasn't an error; it was just hustle play that didn't quite work out. Right?
2: But you would hope, as tough as this district appears to be, with Weatherford uh, Woodward right Woodward. Well, it's
0: oh. it's Wood Weatherford's on top, nine and zero. Then you got Woodward six and three, Bethany five and three, Elk City five and three.
2: Okay, I'm looking at hindsight, looking down the road. You play. In a district like this, it makes those playoff games without a district opponents that are coming to town. You hope, knock on wood, much more much more easier. Yeah, does that make sense? Been
0: in the fire is what you're saying, and it's a young team. It is a young young team team for the most part. We
2: have to kind of remember that was such a really uh, senior laden team last year, and look what this team is doing. That's exciting moving forward for uh, the next couple years, but it just sucks that. Losing like that last night.
0: So here's the standing, 6-3 and three Woodward. So they'd be right now second, at least if you look at it. But everybody's tied in the loss column. So Woodward was one, one fewer game to play. They go to Weatherford. They play Bethany at home, and they play Clinton at home. So, you know, that that Weatherford game looming as a possible loss. They've also got 22. Their Their, their district point differential or run differential is 22. In case of a tie, which Elk City and Woodward they've split, so I think it would probably go to that, or be my guess. Bethany, five and three. They've got they have by far the toughest schedule at Woodward, at Elk City, at Weatherford, and then a home game against Kingfisher. They've lost both games. They played against the, the two teams tied there, oh and one against Woodward, Oh and one against us. They do have the best point uh, district run differential, though, at 28. Then the Elkettes, at Kingfisher, host Bethany, and Elk City's got a pair of games against Mount St. Mary, who is at the bottom of the district. They haven't won a district game yet. So if you look at point differential or run differential, it says point on the website, so I just wrote it down that way. If you look at the run differential, those two games against Mount St. Mary ought to be really a big boost to the Elkettes, plus they don't have a game with Weatherford anymore. Whereas the other two do, so uh, I mean, if you to me, it comes down to for the Elcats needing Weatherford to beat both teams again, which is Woodward and Bethany, and you you, you yourself needing needing to win them all, and, and the one game against you're done with Woodward, you're done with Weatherford, so the Bethany game looms large here. Um, uh-huh. To to kind of solidify your spot, but what really stings so much is if that if you just hold on to that thing last night, you're in such a great spot at uh-huh. that point because first off you're already just two losses, then maybe you can take advantage of an upset for the district crown. As far as now, you're just trying to str- scratch and claw into second place and being able to host. So that's uh, what happened last night in four a one in two a two a one. Merritt is on top at 4-2. and two. They're done with district play. Mm. Texoma 2-1. and one. Merritt and Texoma split. Texoma still has Hooker, who is in the bottom of the district, and then Mangum, who is right behind them twice. If you're the Oilerettes, I'm afraid you're going to rue the day you lost to Hooker. Hook, the, Hooker's only, only district win ah. has been it was against Merritt. And that's one of those that when you look back at it Texoma sweeps Mangum instead of, you know, a two-way tie with the split and then you get down to the run differential, I don't think that's out of the way that's going to work. So, uh, you've got uh Merritt and Texoma at the top. Texoma probably with the better deal if they could beat Mangum. And then 2-a-2, two, Hinton and Hobart are tied. They're done. They split at 5 and 1. I'm going to have to look at what that tiebreaker is. Is it the district run differential, or is it how you did against the next best team, which is Sayre in third? And Hobert did better than Hinton did against Sarah, I think. I forgot to write that down. One of them beat Sarah by a combined 12-1. The other one beat them like 11-6. to hmm. So that's kind of the rundown of what we got for fast-pitch softball.
2: I'm impressed. Good job.
0: What about baseball? How you feeling? Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. You've got to feel way a better. Bit of hope
2: I mean four in a row for the Rangers. You have to
0: feel way better than you did this time last week when I was oh, forcing yeah. you to talk about it, and you were kind of clamming up, not I talking was, about you it.
2: You know, over here contemplating how to tie a noose. Um, no, that's great. Four in a row and and big opportunity with you know obviously on the road playing Toronto, who's also in a chase for the wild card, and it's a four game series. So if they can win a couple more, that really push them back. And then looking ahead, admittedly, last night after I got the W, like, well, what's left? So looking ahead, wrapping up the season uh, with the Mariners, which I also believe is a four-game series, too. So not only –
0: They got them twice, don't they?
2: I think you're right.
0: we so, looked at this. The, we, this series was the one they had to do well in, and they have a chance to sweep the Blue Jays today, right?
2: It's a four-game.
0: It's a four-gamer. Oh, so they've just won. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Because then you I'm can saying. go three and one. Yeah. yeah.
2: And – so not only is there an opportunity for a wild card berth, but the, I mean the ALS is still very much in play for for Houston Mariners and of course Rangers. So, but Max Scherzer uh, had a tricep injury, arm spasm. Something's going on there. They're going to have an MRI today and find out what's really going on. And but that I mean the reason to get him was to have not just get to the postseason, but have postseason success. He's a big key to that. And if you can't, if he's not there, that that kind of uh, puts a damper on the opportunities. But we'll see what happens. Um, he was wise to pull. He basically pulled himself. Oh out. yeah, you see, you can see him
0: save my tricep.
2: Yeah, he's he tried to. I thought he, he said popped. Even, he That's what was scary. Yeah, he didn't even. I mean, he's like, well, see if you can throw, and he's like, nah, hmm. not nah, pick me out. So that was. I mean, you see other guys go, No, nah, I'll just muscle through it. I'll just deal with the pain and play, but. So we'll see but yeah they are outside of that like you said getting healthier in other key spots bats appear to be coming alive we'll see i mean there's hope there i mean the west is crazy knew it would be just hope it wasn't going to come at the expense of the rangers taking a downfall but it has but i part of me deep down i didn't want to say it because of you know how baseball works you talk about it you jinx it part of me thought they can't be this bad this long I mean, this is a slump. The slump came at the most inopportune time of the season. They hadn't really had one all season long. But there it was. Maybe this is the upside of it. Maybe they're out of it. We'll see. We'll see. It's, seven, that's baseball, and I'm glad we're talking baseball on September 13th.
0: <laughs> seven of the last 18 against the M's. Three games set at home next weekend. And then, a four and then the four-gamer that ends the season, ends the, season uh, the weekend after that uh, with Cleveland, Los Angeles. And Boston, sprinkled in there as well. So good Just it, they've come back quite a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ouch. Well, you can hear trash cans really good in, in Globe Life. I'm sure. Ouch!
0: Yeah. The old text line giving it to you.
2: Well, it's fine. And By the way, but Houston. If they can sleep at night knowing they're cheaters, that's okay.
0: Houston, uh, they lost two in a row to Oakland. That's not the way. I it. knew they lost last night. I didn't know if it was. Two. I think they lost two, two in a row to Oakland. Hmm. Let's check the standings. Those are in, pretty
2: much must wins. Let's, let's they're check they're the standings in the wins.
0: NL Central. Yeah, oh. what's that look like? Looks like the Brewers. They too. Brewers they are five games ahead of the Cubs. They put some distance the last the last week or so between them and the Cubbies. So 144 games played. That means they've got a five game lead in the loss column with 18 to go. Surely to goodness they can hold on to that, you would like to think. And plus, the wild card appears to be pretty pretty well in hand, even if they don't. So, Wills Cubbies will be fighting it, fighting it, fighting it to try to hold on to that spot. They would be the second wild card at the moment, two ahead in the lost column over the Diamondbacks with the Marlins, the Reds, and the Giants right there in, cont- in contention. Let's talk about the Thunder Arena. That news, you know, there was a little bit of that scuttlebutt this summer about Mm -hmm. what might happen, and then it kind of died down. You weren't really sure, and then all of a sudden, bam, out of nowhere. There's a proposal. There's an idea. I'm I'm sure there's renderings or in the works anyway.
2: I haven't seen any. Yeah, but
0: you know that there's some sort of idea if they have a price tag. Sure. And that price tag is $900 million. Which on on its face, seems like, holy cow, it's a lot of money. And also, so 900 mil for the stadium, or for the arena, I guess we should call it. The Thunder committing 50 million. So that means that the tax... Let's
2: be clear, the owners are committing 50. That's right. That is, I don't know if that's unheard of, but...
0: Uh, It's low. It's unheard of Low. In a lot of these situations. A lot of other owners yeah. commit more. Yeah, for instance, oh, okay. like the Clippers are about to have their own arena get away. You know, instead of sharing, mm-hmm. one point eight billion is the price tag, and Ballmer's paying for it all. The ownership group at uh, for the for the Warriors, I think they were like ninety percent. Ah, okay. So now,
2: well. Nice little caveat to say, hey. By the way, the owners are paying fifty million of this. Yeah, I mean, but it's it, it looks it's so a small, dropping a bucket compared to ninety nine hundred. It, right, do, or 900 it does.
0: That's the one thing about it. It looks like, oh, hey, thanks for nothing. <laughs> At the same time, here are some numbers that I unearthed. That if you're worried about seven percent of the cost coming from the ownership group versus ninety-three percent coming from uh, the the one cent sales tax. The vote on December twelfth will be just to extend the sales tax that's already in place, coming from maps. So it's not it's not a new tax per se. How much money do you think the thunder? How much how much economic impact do you think the thunder oh, holds to Oklahoma City annually?
2: I saw this. I saw this in a write up. It's <clears throat> it's uh, annually. 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 I'm horrible with numbers, but I think I'm, I'm digging the memory banks. Like three hundred fifty million.
0: How about six hundred million?
2: Six hundred million annually—that's pretty good.
0: The annual economic impact that the Thunder has for Oklahoma City is six hundred million dollars, and also creation of three thousand jobs.
2: Is that on average, with or uh, without playoffs?
0: That is just—I'm sure it is—the average economic impact. Sure. Okay. So six hundred million, three thousand jobs. The Thunder started play in two thousand and eight. So that so by the time. The arena would open, which would be 29 and 30, 2029 20, 2030 20, season. That would be the 21st season. Oklahoma, the, the Thunder would have had an, uh, a total economic impact of $12.6 billion with a B. And with the agreement that the Thunder would make starting at the vote, all the way through that they would guarantee to be here through 2050, that that opens up another $15 billion worth of impact with the seasons that they would guarantee. I didn't realize this, but do you did you realize the current commitment to the arena ran out earlier this year? I think so. That may have been when everything started getting talked about. They're on a short-term deal right now. It, I mean, both sides, I think, appear... There's no contention like there was in Seattle until now. Or until December 13th. And then at that point, we might see I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The reason why Oklahoma City has the thunder is because Clay Bennett and that ownership group couldn't get a deal done with the people in Seattle to build a new arena. Mm -hmm. And there are a few different spots, Seattle being one of those, that would love to have them back. Kansas City, you know, there's, there's different places that, you know, you hear of Vegas, I'm sure, right there in the running. And so... Does nine hundred million seem like a whole bunch of money? It does. Does mine does nine hundred million seem like a whole bunch of money as compared to twelve point six billion?
2: Eh,
0: not really as much.
2: Nine hundred million seems like a worthy investment for those numbers for the return that you're gonna get. Exactly. Um I think the difference though, you mentioned Seattle and that whole situation when they chose not to build a new arena and keep them in key arena. And then ownership said, okay, then we're pulling out. The difference is ownership is still the same. Then it was new ownership. It was Clay Bennett and his crew of um, basically Oklahomans. And this is still – Clay Bennett still owns the team. And I don't think he has any desire to move the team or sell the team. No, no. I don't think that's a thing. I think um, the the atmosphere is more pro keeping the Thunder as far as the fans are concerned. Be- I think that's a thing that like that that this comes with the territory of having a big league team. It's like you gotta invest in them you, you know, to keep them and to get that return. So I I don't. When the news broke yesterday, the first thing I was looking for was where's the negative reaction. I'm looking for the negative reaction. And of course, there's always gonna be some, but it was more positive than negative. Because I think the plan was well thought out, where it won't burden taxpayers. It's not an; ex- it's just an extension. It's not it's an something addition. that was already there. It's already on there. If people took the time to understand that, they'd understand that this isn't going to hurt my pocketbook or my property tax or what, what is it, sales tax.
0: Yeah, sales tax.
2: Yeah, so it's not going to change anything. It's just going to extend it, and all for for a good reason. I mean. People look at sports as a luxury, but when you mention jobs and the economic impact, that ripple effect is huge. And I think Oklahoma City, you could see where they have been very really proactive in developing more hotels, uh, apartments, stuff like that. More stuff to do in Oklahoma City. And this adds to that. So, I think it's a great idea. I think the plan is a good idea. That's what I'm saying the plan's a good idea and,
0: and it's the timing is good too I, I just got yeah. a text that look at look at oils as high as it's been in a while that's great which that's you could great help point. which could help with some with now, maybe some of that private money also <coughs> timing of you went through the, the last two or three seasons of crap and now when you're going to vote on this you see Right, big time light at the end of the tunnel coming with a great young team with what SGA has done this summer solidifying himself I mean now you're starting to hear I just saw Zach Lowe uh, one of the one of the main NBA guys out there talking about with SGA summer and how he did at the FIBA World Championships and just the the idea of what that brings to a young Oklahoma City team and it, there's a lot of buzz around this team so Timing wise, it's perfect. They probably probably wouldn't hurt to get off to a pretty good start next year, just in case. Oh yeah, you know, th- th- in the first month or so. Uh, but I do think that I, I think if if, you, if this is presented right the right way, there is always going to be people that don't have anything to do with sports that are going to hate it, and that and that is what it is. But if it's presented in the right way, which I think they started to do just right here off the bat, I think you if you get the the numbers out there in front of of people and what they're doing. And, I mean, you can even go back to, okay, think of this city in 2008 and think of what it is now, mm-hmm. rega- how it's regarded, not only nationally, but even internationally. You know, we were, we talked about that. It's one of the best 50 cities in the world for, like, food. Yeah, that came yeah. out, you know, that that wasn't happening all that time ago. Well, so, like, I mean, it all then, works together. Yeah,
2: and international, I've heard this said before, if you people travel international and they'll say, internationally, they'll... Someone asked me, well, where are you from? I said, well, Oklahoma. And they immediately say, oh, Thunder. Yeah.
0: Well, for sure. That, that's how it goes. So, well, that,
2: now I got two questions. I know we got to move on, but one, where should the arena go?
0: It's going downtown.
2: Somewhere downtown? Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that, but like where? Like, are they replacing the Cox Center? There's been talk of knocking that down and putting it right there. Um,
0: I never saw that.
2: I saw that. That's, I think someone just speculated. Somebody, yeah. I think it was Carlson just speculated on that. Or uh, there's other. Empty air on the other side of the river, maybe on the on the south side of the river. I don't know. And two, uh, what's going to happen to Paycom? Going to keep it? Knock it down? What do they do with that? Make it an entertainment venue only?
0: Yeah, but I think that's a big part of the problem with it. Is and I heard that Jim say this yesterday, and I've heard Matt Ravis mention it a bunch of times. You know, if you look at the difference in quality of concerts that's coming to Paycom versus the BOK in Tulsa, mm-hmm. BOK is getting all the. The biggest, the biggest, and biggest names, and I guess it's something to do with the loading docks, like getting in, aren't aren't. Oh, I've said this before. Great. I've been to
2: concerts in both, and I don't know what it is, but they sound better at the BOK. Well, not I don't. I'm not a. I guess we do have an ear for stuff like this in radio, but it just, and maybe it was where I was sitting, but it just sounded better mm-hmm. in the BOK than it did in Paycom. I can't explain it. Acoustics, something like that. Maybe it was where I was sitting and where I was receiving the music. But I've heard that too. I've heard concerts are more inclined to go to be OK. And I just thought, well, that's because Paycom is occupied by the Thunder. A lot. I mean, who occupies Be OK?
0: Yeah, and it's also
2: Arkansas and OU one time a year. I mean, who else is
0: there? And 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 who knows what? It's it's also six years newer.
2: It is newer. Yeah.
0: So, the, you know, the advancements are here to there. But, uh, well, th- exciting. it's exciting. It is for uh, sports people. I just don't – are there enough non-sports people that will throw a big enough fit to not do this? Because if – and this necessarily the thunder, but the city of Oklahoma City, they can also work this into future projects that benefit everybody. Hey, we keep on with the sales tax. Yeah. Keep on with the maps. Look at what else we can do. We have uh, – we're going to move things around. Because uh, our man Johnny Eastham is in the house. Big Elk defensive coordinator Johnny Eastham, How are you doing, man?
1: Doing good. How are you, Skinny? Uh,
0: doing well. Glad to have you. It's uh, awful nice of uh, Coach Maynard to to put you you know, in between these two games. Yeah. Canadian <laughs> off of last week and Carl Albert this week. Uh, let's look back, though. Uh, a week ago, I thought you guys, defensively, kind of did what you have to do against a team like that. Got a couple of stops, a fourth down, created a couple of turnovers, at least in the first half, had your the offense in position to really make that a game, and for the first quarter and a half it was.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that first half, I mean, it was um, – when you go back and watch the watch the film, for, for a quarter and a half, we're right there where we wanted to be. Uh, they, they've been blowing people out. Hadn't been in a close game, and, and that's that was our goal. We were trying to uh, trying to wear them down offensively, you know, control the clock, and then defensively, just stop the home run place. Um, but I mean, the, hats off to them. They're a great great team. Um, had a bunch of returning starters, really good skill guys, and uh, you know, it, we had a few things happen towards the end of uh, the the first half that kind of put the momentum. Um, on their side, and it just kind of went, went a little, little downhill from there. But we still saw a lot of good things in the second half too, though.
0: Yeah, it gets a guy like Cavalier – you're so concerned with him throwing it. You're also so concerned with him running it. And then, like, their actual true run game kind of gets lost in the shuffle, I'm sure, because there's so much attention paid because he is such a great player.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and that that's the, the one guy that they lost last year. I can't remember his name. Number 10, their running back. He was he was a really good runner. Well, they just replaced him with another really good running back. But Cavalier, he's, he's added a new dimension to his game. He's a little bigger, a little stronger, and probably faster. And, uh, it, it, yeah, it's tough. I mean, you're worried about him. You know, hitting, hitting you deep, and then at the same time they can he can scramble around, or they've got just a, a called run play that's that's going to hit big.
2: Uh, is, how is it? And I'm I'm writing this as far as you know the non district scheduling goes. You know, obviously Canadian good, Carlberg good. We'll talk about them coming up. But how do you keep your guys' heads up? Like, listen, I know it, the outcome didn't go our way. It really doesn't mean anything. This isn't a district game. I mean, how do you keep that? thought process with those young men because that's hard to do with kids that, that you know they wear stuff on their shoulder and everything How do it you do is
1: that? yeah and, and and i will say coach manor that was his first message right after the game you know you guys we played hard uh the effort's been there for all the games obviously but uh keep you know stick it out stay with us stay the course because these games they don't they matter don't get me wrong you want to win every game but in the in the as far as the long-term goals that we have they, they don't matter as far as playoff runs, things like that. Um, and, and that's been the message really the whole week. Hey, stay the course. We're, we're fine. And, and these games, when you're playing the caliber of teams that, we're, that we played last week and, of course, the one we're going to play this week, it's just going to help you down the road. So, you know, if you stay the course, we'll, we'll be just fine.
0: Yeah, there's not a whole bunch of people in 4A1 that have back-to-back games against what could be the 3A Division two state champion in Texas and I'm just going to say it, what will be the 5A State champion in Oklahoma, and if we had a whole class playoff bracket, might be the state champion in Oklahoma. Yeah, very
1: well could be. <laughs> they're uh, they're they're loaded. I mean, they were loaded last year. Obviously, you know they 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 blew out uh, their opponent and beat a really good McAllister team the state championship last year. Um, and it kind of felt like they once they got us, they started rolling. And and it kind of goes back to what Jared, what you were saying. You know, Carl Oppert started out. Uh, they were. One and two, one and they? two. Yeah. When they came in to, to face us, you know they ended up finishing. What was it, twelve and twelve and two? Um, <clears throat> didn't lose after after they played us and kind of got the got the thing rolling there. But it, uh, it goes back to you know it doesn't necessarily those first for us four weeks of not necessarily preseason but non district play. You know as long as you're as long as you're you're getting better every week. Uh, that's just going to build once you get into district play. But yeah, it's uh, yeah they're they're good. <laughs> Carl Haver's definitely good.
0: So uh, we, we saw, <clears throat> I was, I'd say more spread out, quick uh, little guys, except for thirty five, I guess, last week. This week, uh, the challenge, I would assume, defensively, number one, is figuring out a way to tackle twenty one, Xavier Robinson, who, I mean, if, if folks didn't watch the game last year. They, they, the elks had some big dudes last year and that dude was as big as any of them and he was the one running the ball
1: yeah six two two thirty um who knows how fast he is he's fast fast enough i know that (laughs) um yeah i know he's 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 a special player he is and and um they do a lot of good stuff i mean they're they're just a it's a great program great great tradition um well, they're so well-coached. Uh, Coach Dunn uh, over there, Carl Albert, does a great job. It's not just him. I mean, uh, it's up and down the line. Their offensive line <clears throat> is – I mean, they're very under understated, in my opinion. I mean, they're really solid, got a lot of guys back. But when you have a guy like that, yeah, it's it, it makes things definitely click a little better.
0: We're hanging out with uh, Big Out defense coordinator Johnny Eastham. What do you notice – Maybe a little bit different this year. You know, when we played him a year ago, DeQuazie was hurt. They had a a different quarterback in there, Ferris. Now this year they've got a a kid that's committed to OU as a junior, Sperry. What do you notice that maybe they're doing a little bit different because of his talents and because of the guys on the outside or is it just kind of status quo?
1: Well, no, it's a little different. Uh, Ferris – He's a Division One baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> has a has a great arm uh, and he actually ran the ball really well too. He's a he's a tough kid. Uh, I've got to know him throughout the summer with my my middle son. Um, he they went to some quarterback stuff together. Really good kid, tough kid. But this uh, the the kid that, that came in from Texas. Um, he's he kind of reminds me a lot of Cavalier. He runs the ball real well too. He uh, they're 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 getting him involved with, with more quarterback run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got, you know, you've got 21 to worry about with Robinson and, uh, uh, Sperry is the quarterback's name. He, uh, they, are going to run the ball with him too. And, and he's, you know, he's an OU commit, so he can obviously sling it too. But, uh, I, that's what I noticed. It's kind of similar to what we just saw, uh, with Canadian.
2: Yeah. That was my next question. I mean, if you, you slow down the running back, it's the quarterback who's come in and, and have had a lot of success moving in there. Um, it's homecoming. Um, coach's nightmare, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: since I've been into coaching, you're not a, you might not be a huge fan. It, it's great. I mean, it's it's good for you know people the, the alumni alumni come into town. Uh, you've got uh, you know, you'll I'm sure we'll have a pep rally Friday and and it'll be a great crowd. Uh, but as far as the uh, some of the distractions, uh, that's what you worry about. But I, I think our kids will be locked in.
0: You know, I asked Coach Hunt about this at halftime last Friday because I've gotten that question, what are we doing scheduling Carl Albert for homecoming? And his response was, we don't want it to be in a district game because of those distractions that are created throughout that week. And to me, that makes perfect sense because – it, the first game is always for the little cheerleaders. They're always out there, and this one just kind of slotted in there the way it slotted.
1: Yeah, we we have a lot of different events going on throughout the season with mass band, and it's all it's great because it it brings out great crowds. Um, so it was just just kind of how it fell. It wasn't. I mean, we we didn't go into it. So hey, Carl Albert, <laughs> we want you for homecoming. It, you, you only got so many home non district home games. So right. That's just that's just kind of how it fell.
0: For you uh, defensively of the Elks so far, uh, are there a couple of guys that? maybe have exceeded what you thought they could be here in the in the early going
1: yeah i think so we we've got um we've had a few a few injuries um uh, the pretty key players early on that that hopefully we'll get them get them back here for district play. But we've had some young guys step up. Uh, Briggs Robinson's done done a great job on the on the defensive line. He's actually been a little banged up too. Um, we, we've had a bunch of the sophomores that, that have stepped up and, and played tough. And then we we have on defense, man. We have a lot of new uh, a lot of new faces, and then a lot of guys playing different positions. Uh, we got a senior Braxton Robertson, who's been an inside linebacker for his whole career three years and we've moved him to outside linebacker and he's he's done great um guys like Alex cup as a senior had to step up due to some injuries He's played really really good uh on the back end on defense playing playing our safety um, strong safety spot but uh yeah we, we've had we, I mean we see a lot of good things and we have a lot of talent uh it's right now it's just a lot of new faces a lot of new faces completely new faces and then a lot of guys playing new spots too so you know it's just it's taking a little time.
0: Yeah, and and I would say, you know, how much at the end of the day could these early season non district injuries really kind of start paying dividends later on when we get into when when the bullets start flying in district?
1: Oh, it'll be it'll be huge because that, going into the season, that was kind of our our big question mark was we we knew we had we have a lot of talent on this team, we just didn't know we have a, a, some young guys as far as depth, and that was one of our biggest concerns was depth and getting these guys. Um, Thrown in into the fire into you know playing two really good opponents that's just gonna that's gonna be huge going forward.
2: Going forward, um, sure it's Carl Albert this week, next week, bye week, and then district. Uh, talk about um, district coming. I mean, it starts off with one of the contenders in Clinton. Of course, Weatherford looks very formidable this year. Um, I'm kind of piggybacking off my question earlier. Talk about how playing this tough non-district play games are preparing you for teams like Weatherford and Clinton and, and others? Oh,
1: uh, it'll be huge. I mean, when you when you play the, the the two teams that we're about to play or the the second team there that we're about to play uh, with, with Canadian Carl Albert, it's going to be huge going forward because uh, you're going to get to a spot in, in every game. Coach Maynard talks about it all the time. You're, every game you're going to have adversity. You're going to have – people are going to make plays. We're going to, you know um, – Give up a play on offense, defense here and there. It's just how you respond. And when you play teams like that, we've played like the the last two that we'll play um, going forward. Hopefully, it's it's gonna it's gonna make you tougher mentally and and physically. Um, so I, I think it'll be it'll be big for us going into districts.
0: If there's something that you want to see improved defensively. This week, and then of course, starting with Clinton in a couple of weeks. Uh, what's what's something that you, you want to see get a little bit better to be able to have a chance to win another district title?
1: Right now, um, the the biggest thing we we we've got to not necessarily improve. Got to keep the effort up. Yeah. Uh, tackling's got to get better throughout uh, every position, and then up front, I just I, I want some of those younger guys that are getting in there, just understanding what they're doing and just and do it. In a more physical way, uh, that's that's been one of the one of the things that we've really been stressing this uh, this last week and going forward. We gotta, we, you know, we lost a lot up front last year. And that's where we're replacing a lot of guys. So these young guys are, I mean, again, they're getting thrown in the fire. They're not they're not playing the uh, you know sisters of the poor <laughs> by any means. So if they can do it against the doing against the opponents that we're facing right now, it's going to be huge for them going
0: forward. Excited. I mean, it, it really is exciting to see because you know you, you you do see glimpses, just you know every third play, like oh, what's a, oh that's that number. I, I, oh yeah, and then you start to remember. And I, I think Case and Cobb the, against Bridge Creek, you know, all of a sudden it's like who was seventy one? I don't remember seeing him. And then he there he was uh, flashing, you know. And you see different guys at different times. So th- there is there's talent. It's there just is. a matter of harnessing it and getting getting it led, getting somebody to lead it. Kind of in the right way.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing too. You know, we lost lost a, a really good senior group. We got a great senior group coming forward, and it just it it, it seems like it happens every year. We have the same talk. You know, when these seniors, when it's their time, it, it takes a little bit to learn how to to lead. You know, learn how to be a vocal leader. Learn how to lead by example. And uh you know, we're going into our fourth game now, and that's usually when it starts kind of clicking. Um, so, I mean. I think going forward we see a lot of good things from up and down the board, from the right. great senior group to, to the young guys.
2: Yeah, coach Maynard describes it as the pecking order, and, mm-hmm. and there's been some of that. I think we've seen some of that growing pains of, well, do I need to step up here? Do You know, we saw Cole Bowie kind of do that in the Bridge Creek game. And and um, so and that was going to be my question. Like, when do you as a coach start seeing that click?
1: Well, hopefully we see it click Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, it's it, usually it takes – you know – if you can get it going into district play, then that's great. Uh, and that's usually when it's gonna take you know we're we're what six weeks into the season now um when you when you talk talk about preseason so it it takes a little while, but after after about you know this this third fourth game, that's and, and we've seen it this week in practice. uh coach, Ma- coach Maynard coach challenges these guys the the seniors especially and not just seniors any any leader uh, doesn't have to be a senior, but you know usually it's your seniors. he's challenging them weekly to start stepping up, and, and we're starting to see it. We've actually – we've had a really good – last week was a really good week of practice, and this week's been great. It's it's nice, too, because it's not 150 degrees outside. <laughs> right. So that helps. But we've had a really good week so far these these uh, these last two days, and, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it more and more.
0: Yeah, I, guess I everyone that's played and, and gone – no matter what sport it is, you always kind of looked up – you look up to a certain guy or a certain couple of guys, and then all of a sudden you get there that last year and you're going, where'd they go? Yeah, and then you look in the mirror and go, "Damn, that's me." Yeah. <laughs> How do I do this? Yeah. You know, you know, you almost not, you're almost not prepared for it oh, yeah. until it's time.
1: Well, especially, I mean, it's it's great. We've had a great summer. Uh, you, you talk about a guy like Casey Cobb. That's one I should mention too. He's worked his tail off this summer, and he's gotten, he's put on a, a good weight, and sh- I mean, just I remember seeing him the first time we got out there and uh, in practice. It's like, man you look big yeah. you know he's got guns on him now and uh we, we've had a great summer so when you're talking about leading these guys it's one thing to lead them in workouts and, and we were getting you know they were they were doing that and then we start going into practice those first two weeks of practice when you're not playing anybody uh you know it's a little tough but now once we get into the games it's just a it's it's, it's a step it's a process to understand hey this is what i need to do now
0: Awesome, Johnny Eastham, defense coordinator of the Big Elks. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thanks we'll, for having We'll me. have you head you downstairs here in just a little bit uh, to get to you get to do the, all the stuff. Oh, nice. it's, like, it's like the it's car wash. Car wash. Yeah. It's like the K E C O <laughs> car wash the Paragon car wash <laughs> instead of the ESPN. I uh, appreciate your time. We're going to step aside when we come back. Just wrapping it up with a little bit of college football stuff on a Wednesday. It's going to be a fun week. I, I expect a humongous crowd.
2: Oh, it's going to be packed. I've already had a friend saying, "Can you reserve me a seat?" Like, nah, you gotta get there early, buddy. Might want to be up
0: there with us where it's dry too. Johnny I'm hanging out with. Us. Not hopefully Zach's not listening because he'll try to come in here in the whole show.
1: Oh yeah, he'll want to. He'll want to <laughs> talk football. Now I will say I don't watch near as much as I used to. Now that I'm coaching, but you I'll have watch to it.
0: You probably have to go watch some of your own stuff.
2: He's yeah. watching football. He's watching film on other yeah. teams. That's <laughs> what football he's watching. But
0: All right, no, so, I still watch football. So let me. Uh, both you guys, this is the question on the table. I know it's only two weeks. But give me something that you have liked about OU, and something you have liked about OSU.
2: Coach, you go first.
1: <laughs> something I've liked. I, they're, they're, of course, watching the defense. The defense is playing a lot more aggressive. They're, they're tackling the ball better, uh, making plays on the back end, and. And I'm not. I don't want to make anybody mad. And I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched the down of OSU yet. Okay. I, I'm an OU guy. you I don't hate OSU by any means. I just I I haven't watched
2: anything.
0: It's been a little bit more difficult with the 9:30 start yes. last week against uh, Arizona yeah. State for sure. What about you, Jared? Uh,
2: well, I wrote it down. OU. I like their. Um, I know it's two games, but their defense appears to have a little bit of a pulse to them. Uh they're the. Statistically, they're pretty good. I think top ten in overall defense. Their um, their pass defense is third in uh, completion percentage, eighth in stopping the team on third down. So there's some signs there. And then you know you got like Bowman who came in. He he's playing good. Of course McCullough. You would hope. And we said this going into the season when bringing those guys in, these high recruits, these high portal guys. Surely that means they're going to be better. And anything was better in the last few years. But I know, again, no, it's two games, but I like what I see on the defensive side. There seems to be a little extra pep in their step. Like that defensive coach? You like that? Answer? Tackling.
0: Like it's it. simple. Tackling. Tackling, yeah. It's good they, through two games last year, they had missed 33 tackles. That's OU's defense. Through two games this year, they missed seven that's that's huge. Yeah, I mean that, and that that leads into stopping people well, on third down yeah. and and all of that goes hand in, in hand that, when you knock them on the ground when you touch them.
2: And all of that what I said bringing those guys in added depth and we said this last uh, against SMU that's a game they lose in the fourth quarter because they look tired or missing tackles like you said, they made defensive stops in the fourth quarter when they needed them.
0: OSU only one giveaway through two games considering they've been playing three quarterbacks. It's right. pretty amazing to me. Yeah. You know, And it was right there at the very first. I think Ring threw an interception that first game right in the first quarter, I think. And so those guys have done a really good job, considering there's three guys, of not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Now, something I don't like about uh, starting with OSU, he's still playing three quarterbacks. At some point, that has got to stop. Right. Uh, and we talked about when that might be uh, yesterday. Uh, Surely, by conference play, that has got to stop, and you got to go with somebody. Uh, so that's what I don't like about OSU. OU. I don't like the fact that that offensive line hasn't dominated in the run game. Three and a half yards of carry against Arkansas. I get it. You scored 73, but still, you weren't able to just put, impose your will against Arkansas State. Offensive line wise, it's a little concerning. I know Beaton always gets them going in the middle of the year. A lot of times, it's after they lose to Texas. You know, it seems like then they decide, you know, in 2015, 2018, and all of a sudden you look back and you go, oh, why aren't we just handing the ball to Rodney Anderson every time or whatever it is and getting the offensive line going? So that's something that, with what we saw from Texas this week, that probably that O line needs to start gelling before that game and not after. I'm a little that in game. the
2: same vein of what I don't like. It's offensive play calling. And, and I was after the SMU game thinking it was very benign, it was very vanilla. It was handoff here, handoff here, handoff here, not throwing as much, but you still have four throwing touchdowns when you needed it. Like he's only—he just doesn't want to show anything. The, him being levy. I keep telling myself that. But it's SMU. Have but he's a, also he, thinking yeah. our
0: damn offensive line ought to yeah. be dominating SMU. Yeah. Why aren't we doing it? Yeah, go out there and do it.
2: Uh, I would appreciate just be—if you got the horses, then let them run. If the, open up the playbook, have fun with not them. against SMU. Yeah, I'm sure he's trying to save some stuff. I
1: mine the one. Maybe I'm kind of I know what you're say. both sides of the mouth, but defensive line worries me. Pressure. They, uh, we can't. You've got to. You've got to get pressure if you're going to go three down, four down against the two teams that they played, and that worries me. Uh, I, I think they're. Like I said, the overall defense looks really good. They're playing hard. They're tackling the ball better, but if you don't have dudes to go make a play on their own against Arkansas State and SMU, then it's going to be tough going forward.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, you can look at the the, the pressure stats. Don't look too bad as far as getting pressures. They'll
1: have true dropbacks and stuff like that. But
0: at the same time, what, a sack a game? Yeah. Eh, it's not the greatest. Not the okay. greatest, for sure. What about uh, – has there been something that has just absolutely shocked either one of you around the country? Something that you're just like, I cannot believe that's happening.
2: I will say Alabama and Clemson are a combined two and two. The fact that, yeah, Texas beat Alabama and, and handled them.
0: That much. was the crazy thing about that. They handled them. Yeah. I'm going with Colorado. I cannot believe it. It's on my list. Yeah. I cannot believe – I mean, I I just can't believe – and, and it's not that they've won those games. They've looked really good doing it. Yes. And, yep. you know, Nebraska, maybe it's more of an indictment on Nebraska and where they're at that they couldn't just – Man, because the, the thing about Colorado to me is, sure, if you want to play seven on seven, they probably got dudes that can compete with everybody. But then once you get the lines involved, that's where I would have thought Colorado would have had their downfall, and they haven't. Yeah, man, they've been well, good. I, 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 s- I, just, I, I cannot believe it this fast. Not that yeah. I didn't think Dion and, might turn it around, but it, and
1: I mean, with the turnover he had on that roster, eighty
0: six. Yeah. I mean. There's only for those of you that don't know, there's only eighty five scholarships. He's got 86 new dudes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's
2: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling they'd be good, but not like flashy good like they no. are. Just with the skill positions just all over the place. Like
0: maybe give USC or Oregon a scare good, but win three yeah. or four games. I mean, that their, their yeah. total was like, what, three and a half in Vegas or something like that? Oh, wow. They're going to yeah. blow past that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, and how about SEC just looking average outside of Georgia, just looking kind of eh. – Yeah,
0: see, this is where we've gone to what's something you thought would happen that has. This is where I'm going to puff my chest out because I said the Pac-12 was going to be really good, and the Pac-12 is really good. Mm-hmm. Eight teams ranked, and it and it a bunch of it is quarterback play. You look around the country, there's zero doubt in my mind that the that the conference with the best quarterback play is the Pac-12.
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Well, you got the returning Heisman in – yeah, so we can it's, say what we want about Lincoln Riley, but he is, he is a great yeah.
2: offensive coach. I was on oh. board with you there about the Pac-12. And we
0: thing. hadn't seen yeah. rising yet. I mean, Utah winning both those games without no, rising. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, another thing that I said that was going to happen that has so far, and we'll really know this in a couple of weeks, but I also said Notre Dame is going to make the playoff. and Watch out. Notre Dame looks really good with Sam Hartman. Okay, as after we've
2: said everything, what we, what's surprised us, what hasn't surprised us, after everything we've said, Georgia. They're still Georgia. Yeah, they're we'll still a the top team. I think they're going to roll. Oh, they're going to have athletes up and down the line. That's for sure. I mean, they do, but.
0: That weak SEC is going to help Georgia out. Yeah. <laughs> seeing if I can get anybody to take the bait on that Is that like uh, <laughs> when the rest of the Big Twelve was horrible and OU was winning all those yeah. Big Twelve titles? Uh, maybe where we're at. Is that what
2: we're seeing <laughs> with the SEC? Yeah,
0: this is uh, this is the Big uh, the SEC's Big Twelve circa 2017 or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought this conference was good. One in five against the ACC. What's going on here? Are OU in Texas just going to waltz right in there and play for the title next year? Uh, you wanna talk about funny. You wanna talk about funny. That'd that be funny. would be funny. That'd be funny. Just kidding, Tyler. Just kidding. I know he'll I can't believe he hadn't text yet. Uh no, it's it's been kind of a weird season so far though to me. Uh, just a start. Now, that could all change here pretty quick, but uh, I think two of the two of the ones that you not even penciled into the playoff wrote in pen, wrote in magic marker into the playoff with Clemson and Bama having a loss in the first two weeks.
2: That's wild. That is wild. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> and and haven't looked good
1: in those losses. No, they've been like I said, they've been handled. Yes, uh, I, I
0: mean physically, that's that, you. You don't see that. No, LSU got handled physically. Yes, by Florida State in the second half. That's yes, just, it's a little bit different. Portal. Is this
1: portal? Wow, well, yeah, I can spreading get spreading things out between the portal and NIL. There's
2: has the portal created parity? Maybe so. Across college football,
1: that and money, and the NIL deals. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's what it's coming down to. It's
0: wild. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's not just the same old, same old. At least right, not right now. Like now Clemson it. and Bama could run the table, and next thing you know, we look up and it's Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, and whoever. But it doesn't feel like that right now.
2: Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening. Everybody, have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.